hi, and welcome to the Playa del Carmen Now podcast. Yes. My name is Ken Schmidt, CEO of Condo Hotels Playa del Carmen, and my co-host... Javier Resendiz. But today is going to be a little bit different. Why is that, Ken? Because you guys, <laughs> the marketing team, wanted to turn the table... Uh-huh. And make you the host for the day. Oh. Yes. Yeah, you know this. Come on. Oh, thank so you. I, yes. You want to become the host of the day, and you want to bombard me with questions about running a company in Playa del Carmen or, or... Running a business. Running a business or some of the uh, differences from the United States... You know, running a business or living in the United States as compared to running a business or living in Mexico. Okay. Specifically, Playa del Carmen. So I am going to hand it over to you. Yes. Go ahead, attack me, say whatever you want, ask me whatever you want, and I will give you my story. Thank you. Yay. Rewind. <laughs> so just, just before we start... Thank you, our YouTube followers. Please subscribe. Click that bell so that you get to see these the minute they come out. And salute. Salute for everyone in there. And welcome. And welcome back for the Playa del Carmen Now podcast. Today, here, your host, Javier, resend this. We are going to resend this everywhere. And I have this co-host with me because we are making some changes in here. And... Right here with me is my good friend and host. What's your name, sorry? Ken Schmidt. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. And today we are going to talk about business in play, Carmen. How to handle a business and how to, what are we going to talk about, Ken, about business? Business business in Mexico. Business in Playa del Carmen. Business in Playa Yeah, because to be honest, it's not the same. No, it's nowhere near okay, the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Playa del Carmen and Riviera Maya and all of this area is quite different that, than the whole country. We have a lot of difference. We are going to talk about that. So, Ken, are you a business owner here? In Playa I, am, I am a business owner. I, I've had a partner... Along the ways, or actually, I'm the partner. Oh, but but wait, 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 wait. Thank you for uh, starting and <laughs> have so much energy. But for first, tell us something about you and Play Carmen, your favorite places. We already shared to people favorite places to visit when people come to Play Carmen to visit. Where are you? Where do you take them? Play well, right now, um, if somebody was to come, I would take them to a very unique place just outside of Playa del Carmen, and that's Caleta Tenja. Okay, I'm going to translate that, and it's <laughs> Caleta Tenja. Tenja. <laughs> yes. Okay. And where is that, Ken? It's just south of Playa del Carmen. It's halfway between here and Tulum. And what's very unique about Caleta Tenja is it's a beach club on the beach, but there is a <laughs> cenote... Okay. There's a cenote. L a little rewind, please. <laughs> is there a beach club without a beach? Um, yes, there is. Yes? I'm curious now. There's a lot of beach clubs without a beach. <laughs> meaning, meaning, when I say a beach, there's, a, there's, there's sometimes a beach club on a beach 
that you can't go in the water because it's rocky or you know what I'm talking about? But there's the beach. But there's a beach. Yes. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. So this is a special place because you're mentioning that it also have this cenote. It has a cenote right on the shore. Okay, just to be clear with all the people that don't live here and don't know about this area, what is cenote, Ken? It's a cenote is a hole in the, a hole in the ground with water in it, typically. And um, there's, you know, it, in a lot of places, it's caverns underwater and it's very unique um, structure of the ground where aquifers, you know, where the water moves underneath the grounds below us. Whoa, please give a big applause for Ken. He's ding, almost ding, ding, ding. Mexican by knowing that all of that. Well, well done, Ken. Thank you. Yeah, so you were there. And I, yes, I, I love to, I've, I've brought many friends to Coleta Tanka, and that's one of the, One of the stops I definitely do because it's it's very unique. Okay, so coming the, coming to the Riviera Maya, you want to go see some cenotes, and what better way to see a cenote than go swim in it yeah. on, next I, to the ocean? I can see I need to work on our friendship because I've never been there. You never <laughs> been. There. Okay, but and some other place that you want to recommend for this episode, Ken? Well, right now I have these two favorite restaurants I okay. go to. Okay. And my two favorite restaurants right now is Benita Costilla. Bendita. Bendita. Bendita, yeah. Costilla. I don't know if you know the meaning of that. Uh, it's something Costilla. Well, Costilla is ribs. <laughs> yeah. So. Costilla is rib. That's okay. But Bendita, do you, do you know that? What does it mean? Good ribs. Almost. Bendita is the holy. Oh, the holy ribs. The holy ribs. So, so Benita, Benita Costilla yeah. on the weekends, Fridays and Saturday nights. Okay. They make the big brontosaurus rib. And I love those things. Okay. And, and, and it's it's not about the barbecue. It's actually an it's Argentinian, right? It's, yes. It's an Argentinian restaurant. They have a lot of good meat choices. The plates are huge. Super huge. Okay. And uh, are you sponsored by them? Ken? No, not at all. But just, it's just to be clear, right? No, don't you like that place. I found that place probably a couple of months ago, and as you know, I've been there quite a few I know, times. I know. And then the other second place I'm in love with right now is what is it? Anafre. 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 Yes. Anafre is another restaurant I found just on the other side of town. Oh my God, the food is amazing there. I mean, uh, it's 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 a really interesting atmosphere. It's 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 out in the middle of like you would think. You wouldn't know it was there. It's like like in the middle of like a residential, and you go in and you ring the bell and they let you in, and it's got like a beautiful atmosphere. You're super close to the chefs and everything. The chef, the owner of the place, will come out and talk to you. Okay both in English and in Spanish. That's he's good for you, right? Yes, and he's an amazing chef. And I always ask him what the special is because he he always makes something special. So For the day. For the day and just um, whatever, whatever. So okay, uh, there, it's a small menu, but the things on the menu are just freaking amazing. Okay, that sounds good. So people, if... You want to know these places? Just look for Anafre and Bendica, Bendita Costilla and Caleta Tanquena. So those are my places right now. And that changes, you know. As we all know, there is many things to do in Playa del Carmen. Yeah, sure. Many places to go to. And that just happens to be my click 
her right now. Okay, thank you, Ken, for that. So, and for the next thing, we are going to start opening this uh, uh, roll of questions. So, you run a business right here in Playa Carmen, right? Yes, I do. I run a number of uh, hotels here in Playa del Carmen. Yes. Uh, hotels. Hotel. Well, condo hotels, but they're hotels. Okay. And um, uh, currently have a little more than 70 employees. Okay, that's... Quite it's a it's big a, team. It's a pretty big sized team. Yes. Um, of course, the housekeeping and the operational staff is the majority of that. And and I've I've brought um, like an American corporate environment here. I don't know about American corporate. So American corporate environment means it's just like you create a structure. In in, in our case, in in my case. I like to have in every department a manager and an assistant manager in every department. So what we always talk about is if the manager gets hit by the bus, the assistant manager can jump right in and there's no no loss, no no uh, production loss, no in, any kind of loss in the business. So the business is profitable and running like a machine. Okay, so you start doing that since when, Ken? How this start? Um, well, the whole story with Condo Hotels is I came in as a consultant and software developer. I developed all the software for the properties, but I was also a business consultant. Of course, right after I finished writing the software, I became a consultant. A few years go by, and I'm giving you the real short story here. Thank you. Um, they asked me to be the general manager. I became the general manager for a few years. And then they finished their final property, which is the El Taj Oceanfront. They made me a partner. So I was a small partner in the company. And then five years ago, one of the partners retired and I became a bigger partner. And ringing uh, the bell now. Ding, 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 ding. And Thank soon, you. and soon my partner is retiring and I will be running the show. Perfect. So. Right now, I have a lot of questions. I ha I'm curious, you know, and I'm interested of having owning or uh, running a business here in Playa del Carmen. And most of it because you have a different perspective from the Mexican business, right? Yeah, the, the things that uh, how you run a business in the United States as compared to running in Mexico. I mean, it's the same stuff. You're, it's you're, the same stuff, yes. It's the same stuff. It's just different. Do you speak English? I speak English. Yes, I mean, I mean, it's the same thing, but speak English. Yes, um, employees in Mexico are treated a little bit differently okay. than in the states. Um, there is—I I don't know the exact words—but the structure here, or the way I describe it, is Mexico is more of a employee-centric country. They, they, they back their employees up more than they am back a, a business. And what I mean is like you can't fire somebody here. You okay. can, but it's very different from the states. In the states you fire somebody, you give them a couple of sufferance and off they go. Okay. Here uh, employees accumulate time. And as long, the longer an employee stays within a company, they accumulate different time, profit, and 
Alejandra help me here with some of these things. They they get some benefits yes. that is more beneficial to the employee than the company. Okay. So if you have an employee, specifically, just in, in, in our case alone, of our 70 employees, I think we have we have over 15 employees that have been with us for at least 15 years. Okay. I could, I could never fire them. Not that I'm talking about firing them. But if I was to fire them, it would cost me 15 years of severance. Or not 15 years of severance, but the severance would be significant. Yes, I can imagine. And and for me, that it, it, it's, it, it's normal because I'm Mexican and I'm seeing this as an employee, right? And Correct. Cost, how does it work in, 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 in North America? How does it work? It's just a little different. I the guess as, as, as a business owner, the states tends to favor the business more than the employee. Okay. And that's... It, and that it's 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 a very difficult way to discuss this. I mean, it's it's not meant in a negative fashion. It's just different. Okay. It's different, and and it it could put myself as a business owner in some troubling times. For example, like let's just say, for example, COVID. Okay. When COVID came, now I did something different than most companies did. I flat out told all my staff that I would keep them on board. I didn't. I didn't fire anybody. Whereas most of the hotels here just fired everybody. I didn't. I kept them all on board. But let's just say, legally, if I wanted to shut down the business, mm -hmm. I would technically have to pay all 70s employees their severance pay okay. for the amount of years that they've been with the company. And being on the pandemic time, that was. I mean, that would have that it's impossible. That yes. would have that would have that would have been devastating. So that's from the employee uh, perspective, okay? Correct. And for the running business, like uh, I don't know, starting the business because. But wait, you already got got into this business when it was already running, right? Pretty much. So basically, I, when I started, there was only one property running. They had a handful of employees. It wasn't like it wasn't a full blown operation like it is now. It's not. It wasn't seventy employees. Remember, there was there's there's five properties. Yes. And when I was on, they were building the second property. Okay. So the first building only had like nine condos, and the second one was going to be twenty one. So it was only going to be thirty condos total. Whereas now we have one hundred and four. So to be honest, when you start on this. The system that you would said you were working, it was maybe easier than by these days, right? No, actually. No. Okay. Understand, when I wrote this system, it was, oh, what, 12 years ago. And 12 years ago was just when online reservations started. I mean, the World Wide Web was just coming out. I mean. The what? The World Wide Web. The uh, Internet. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I was developing online reservation systems when they were just then breaking out you know what i mean it was uh the internet the whole buying stuff on the internet was only a couple years old it wasn't that it, we're not talking remember the the internet wasn't that new it was new it wasn't that old yeah sure so okay so 
So that, that was, we we're talking about uh, 15 years ago? Yeah, we're talking uh, 2008. Oh, well, that 15 years ago, I'm at 12. Quite exact. Huh? Help me with the no, math here. 15? We're going to take it some time for this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, move on. Let's get on to something exciting. Yes. So when was this moment when you decide and the team decide to involve you in a different way? How did this change your way of life or your perspective of business? Well, obviously, I lived in the States all my life. And then uh, I made the decision at that time to move to Mexico. Okay. And it was, I was spending probably half of my life staying here and then traveling to other businesses I had. But then eventually what it came down to is 12 years ago when this property, the El Taj, was finally finished. I became a partner. Uh -huh. I committed to living, living and being here in Playa del Carmen running a business. Yes. And I want to know that moment when, I don't know, there was a, a meeting, a team meeting, a team, some, some moment, a specific moment when they decide that, hey, Ken, you know, well, Ken looks smart, <laughs> like a good person. <laughs> Let's bring him on to the, to the main team, right? How was that? Um... I guess I kind of finagled myself into the whole mix because I originally developed the software program and and it's my instinct to take control of stuff. Do you know that? Did you know that I have a th this this underlying just power to just want to take control of things? Just a little. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little. So it was it was my natural instinct to come in and then Again, as a, as a business development person, not only was I training on the software, but I was like, hey, we should be doing things this way and blah, blah, blah. And I started to, to um, implement my kind of ways of doing things. And they saw that. They saw a benefit to it. Mm -hmm. They saw the positive energy that I brought to the table. Yes. And that's when, when they finished the El Taj. They said, hey, Ken. We think you're a positive influence on you this whole thing. You are amazing, King. We are, need you. Yeah, we want you to. We're gonna. We want you to run the ship. Congratulations and thank some you. other uh, uh, ring bell scene, right? Ding 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 ding. Thank you, thank you. And let's see. On the other side, struggling while having a business or running a business here in Playa Carmen, or let's say in the Mexican perspective from an um, American view. How? What's the, the big challenge here in Mexico? The big challenge here is, number one, the salaries are low. Okay. They're very low compared to the States, and that's, that's, that's a little shocking. How challenging is that for you? It was super challenging because you, when, you, when you're in the States, you know, even just minimum wage, and I don't remember the numbers and stuff like that, the, 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 the wages here are just way lower yes it's way lower and it i mean was let, let's say to be honest let's say we have a different uh, lifestyle here in mexico and i'm mexican so i don't want to be rude with all my colleagues with my mexican uh, partners but we have a different style 
lifestyle than in, uh, uh, at the States, right? It's a simpler lifestyle. Thank it's, you. It's a, it's a simpler lifestyle, um, and that's how it can be a lower income stuff because it's just, there's a lot of things here that are different. And again, there's good things here and then there's bad things here. And then when I compare it to the States, there's good things there and good, bad things there. Um, just like going to the grocery store. Sure. Going to the grocery store in the States for me now is like shocking. <laughs> shocking. Uh, because the price of the it? Price is, the price of groceries in the States compared to the price of groceries in Mexico uh -huh. are absorbently different. Okay. Especially, especially when you get into fresh. When you get into fresh food like, you know, fruits and vegetables and stuff like that, there are a million little stores, little fruit stands, little vegetable stands. You're talking States. about Mexico? Yeah, in Mexico. Okay. Here, it was specifically here in Playa. Okay. A small town. In a small town, there's, you know, there's only a, a handful of big grocery stores. I mean, technically, I only see uh, Mega as the big grocery store, other than, or Mega and Walmart. Yeah, there are another one. They're, they're, the, yeah. they're the big ones. Yeah. That's a typical of a U.S. But then the little ones, the Soriana, which is like a super small grocery store. And then there are all the fruiterias where we, where I, my, my, my wife and myself, get the majority of our fruits and vegetables from is the little fruiterias, which are, you know, little stores on the streets that are getting the, fr the produce and the, the fruits and vegetables directly from the farm. I mean, yes. they still got freaking dirt on them. Yes. Uh, th and that's that's just something different from the States is you wouldn't go to the store and see dirt on your, your food, on your food. You know, you, you don't pull a bell, a bell pepper out and it's still got dirt on it. Yes. And that's, I think that's a different, I mean, that's a big d difference. But wait, this is related on how we run a business in how. Well, I'm just saying that with some of the, Differences. It's not. Exactly. It's not about the business. It's exactly. Just the, of the lifestyle. The lifestyle here in Playa del yes. Carmen, and, and the differences between the states. Let's say, from an American perspective, here to live in Mexico, obviously also in Playa del Carmen, but with a little difference, it is cheaper than in America. Than oh, in the states, right, by a mile. But okay. and, and again, you can, you can live your U.S. style here. I mean, there, you there is you know there are places that you can live at here, which is just as expensive and just as feature rich as in the States. Yes. But you do have other options here, especially yeah. in Plaza del Carmen. And it's typically you, you want to live by the beach, you're going to pay for it. The further you live from the beach, the less expensive it gets. That's the same for the business. If you want to run a business near to the beach. Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> okay. you're getting it. Okay. Good connection. Thank you, thank you. Because let's say I want to to run a business in La Quinta Avenida, Fifth Avenue, and that's I mean Fifth Avenue is one of the most uh, populated tourist sections of Playa del Carmen. I so like to say that it's the main pedestrian street in the whole uh, peninsula of Yucatan. I don't know if that peninsula in English. Peninsula? Peninsula, yeah. Thank you. So it's the it's the most important area for pedestrians in this area. So you can imagine how many people is walking in there, right? Oh yes, and, and the rent the rent on Fifth Avenue represents that number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a, 
an American number if you want to rent. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay. I've seen the rent in some of those Fifth Avenue streets. A, you know, high-end restaurant. We're talking even from the thirty, forty thousand dollars a month. Whoa! Even the smallest place there. I don't know what the small place. I just know that some of the bigger restaurants that I'm aware of, uh-huh. there's some big numbers out there. Big numbers out there. So h- how do you handle it? For example, somebody wants to come to play Carmen and start living their own life here, change uh, the way of la- the lifestyle that they are used to, and they have these. It's in- just a different lifestyle. They're, it's it's sure. it's. If they're going to come to Playa del Carmen, they're going to get a different lifestyle, and and there are some huge benefits of the lifestyle here. But wait, I, I want to go to on this area of the business manager, of the business owner. If you want maybe to come here to play Kevin and start a business, how difficult can be that? Oh, that's super difficult. It's super difficult. The marketing means, um, I would say, the marketing in Playa del Carmen would have to start with like Facebook. Yes, really? I think Facebook is like a primary marketing engine in Playa del Carmen. In Playa del Carmen. In Playa del Carmen. Just to be clear, in Playa del Carmen, because by these days we have a lot of uh, other uh, opportunities to advertise, right? Correct. So, And social media plays a big part. Exactly. But Facebook is something that really works in Playa del Carmen. Correct. Okay. So what would be your, let's say... First step, if you want to run a business in Playa del Carmen, it all begins again. It all depends on what kind of business you're running, and it would have to. I would assume if you're going to open a business in Playa, it's it has to be either tourist or locals. So you have to make that decision: is it going to be a touristic type of business, or is it going to be a local business? Or and a, there's a huge difference. Okay, as a local business. What's the difference? Let's talk just, let's say, three points. The, the main three points of, main three difference from a local and a touristic perspective for a business. So the touristic business, you would be talking about maybe tours, um, doing things that are generated on tourists. Yes. Where, where you're, you're targeting the tourists that are coming to town. Okay. Whereas a local business could be different in the sense that you're targeting a local, you know, the, the community. Yeah, actually, let's say, uh, for example, the fruteria you were saying. Correct. The, fru- the fruteria is going to be targeted at locals. Yeah, and you're going to have different things to handle. Uh, but if you want to come to play Carmen and you want to invest or you want to start uh, your own business uh, with a touristic perspective. And then the other, the third one. Oh, the third it, one. Which is real estate, which is could be tourist or local. Remember, we had this in the in the podcast about real estate in Playa del Carmen. Yes, we talked about people either buy property in Playa del Carmen to for investment, or investment, yes, or tourists, yes, or they're buying it to live here, yes, and that's there's two different things. So real okay. estate's kind of like the third market where you can be d- doing either or, and, yes, and that could happen in either. In the same thing, like I know a physical therapist, and he targets both uh, tourists and the local market. Okay, so so far we have this information of 
it's not that easy to run a business, to start a business in Playa del Carmen, but let's give some positive vibes for some some people that maybe is dreaming to have their own business. Let's say they want to retire and they want to open a business in Playa del Carmen. What could be the possibility for them? It's possible. Yes. Everything's possible. Thank you. Um, first, you got to be legal. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> legal to work and stuff like that in Playa del yes. Carmen. Okay. Time out. Okay, let's go on. Sorry, we had a little interruption here. We had so many. Don't worry, Ken. This is almost live. <laughs> almost live. You were saying then. What was I saying? You were saying about this uh, uh, difference of having in in play Carmen the difficulties the, that it's, it can be easy. Also. Well, first you got to have residency or Resident, some kind of residency. You, you, you got to be a legal part. You have to you. you have to have your paperwork to live and work here. That's that's super important. Okay. And that's a that could be a challenge. Anything to do anytime that you have to deal with the Mexican government, it's a little challenging because it's not it's cut and dry. It's like in the states you just go to the government office and you get a piece of, a piece of paper and you sign this this that and the other thing and you're done. Yes. Here it's well, you got to do this and you got to kind of kind of do this and you got to kind of do this and you kind of got to do this and you got to go stand in line here for three hours or you got to go stand. <laughs> uh, I understand that. I'm Mexican, you know. Right. You're Mexican. So you understand when you open a business here. And and the other interesting thing here is when you open a business in Mexico, you have to define the business. Okay. You have to define it. You, it has to be defined and you can only do that. Do that particular exactly. thing. Exactly. I know where you are going. Please talk me about just because we are like in the states. You can have a business and you can do whatever what you whatever you want. You want to buy this or sell this or this that and the other thing. It's pretty much okay here. Like we're own a hotel. If uh -huh. I want to own a restaurant, if I wanted to start buying and selling food out of the out of the hotel, can't do that. Not allowed. I'm not yeah, allowed because. to. I'm not allowed to buy food. Yeah. Let's say the government say, uh, has your uh, your paper as a hotel, right? And then you start having or wanting to have a, a restaurant. Hey, wait, Ken. Right. You, you told me that you are a hotel. Correct. Right? Why are you selling food, Ken? Correct. Correct. And you can't you can't use that food as against the uh, cost uh, cost of running your business. Okay. But at the end, would you recommend someone to come to Mexico and invest and try to have their own business here? Of course. Of Why course. not? Yeah. Because it's all about drive. <laughs> What kind of drive do you have? Okay. So, because in, in some moment of this uh, podcast, you were saying, oh, this is difficult, really difficult to run a business in, in, in Playa del Carmen. Okay. But at the other, on, on the other side, it can be possible. It's it possible. Can, it can change your life. And, and I know a number of people that open business here and, exactly. they, and they've become successful. It, 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 it can be done. Okay, so let's let's end this episode. Okay, if you okay, let's end this episode. Let's uh, with all the, your experience, please bring uh, three positive things or three. ¿Cómo se dicen este consejos? Tips. Thank you. Uh, uh, tips. Uh, three tips for people that want to come 
to play Carmen and run their own business. Well, come here, get here, get here, and get legal first. That's so the main one. Yeah, that's the big one, and and that's a that's that's a challenge. Yes, it's, it's a, a big one. It's a big one. Um, but wait, wait, just just to be clear, in um, in the states, can you be illegal while running? No, a business? no. Well, first in the states, it's it's even harder. I mean, okay, so it's easy to be legal in Mexico, and you just need to be legal, not because there's a lot of illegal things in Mexico. No, you need to be like that in your business. A lot of times, you know, an, an e I guess an easy way to get legal here in Mexico is to get a job here, work here. Um, and start working working for somebody. Let it have somebody sponsor you so that you can work here. And that's the common thing, maybe worldwide. If you want to go to a place to another country, no, you can't work in the states unless you have a social security number. That's 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 a that's a whole different. The states is a whole lot. Working in the states, you have to be 100% legal. Let's do. You can't just go like here, for example. When I first started working here, I was hired as a an manager. Okay. And as a manager of a company, I was sponsored by the company mm -hmm. to be legal. So we, I went through the paperwork in that path. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like yes. a step. And I worked here. And then eventually, I got my residency. But... I I guess oh no no I guess I think in please uh, give me more details about this. I think it's the same for us in the states. I mean, if if I want to go to America, you have to get a company states. to sponsor you. Exactly, exactly. It's easier. And it's for not me. as easy. No, no, it's not easy. It's not as it's easy. Not easy. Here, here. I mean, you could really just come here, go through the paperwork, stand in the line. Yeah, and you can be up and working fairly quickly, but you got to work for a company first before you open a business. Okay, I mean, oh. from from my perspective, I think that's the easier Maybe way. Maybe because that's your story. And I found, I mean, this is the story I found with most of the people. Ever. Oh, okay, okay. So the first tip is, is you get to legal, be legal here. You get legal here because you, you want to do things legal here because if they catch you, the shut you down like that i mean they just no. it, it's i can imagine like in any other place no it's i'm not saying it's any different anywhere i just know from experience of being here how things work a lot of people do i mean i do know a lot of people that come here and they try to buck the system they try to you know yes. not follow the system and yes they get caught <laughs> they get caught playa lo carmen's a little town what's uh, crazy about playa lo carmen's a little town things It goes around, comes around. And know? the system is always getting better, to be honest. It is getting better. It yeah. is uh, When they went electronic, I think exactly. that was a huge... But that's another thing that's a little bit different here in Mexico. So like in the States, you you do your, your uh, tax return every year. company does a tax return every year. Uh -huh. Here in Mexico, you almost do an, a tax return monthly. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we pay taxes monthly. How much money is in the checking account at the end of the month is how much yeah. taxes you're going to pay. No, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah. But that's, those, are, those are kind of the different things. You still do an, what they call an annual, which is a, you know, let's, yearly. Let's say they cut the year yeah, right it's a, in that a, moment. It's a yearly tax, but they do their taxes here pretty okay, much monthly. Just to, just to make it uh, short, legal, be legal. Be legal. First tip. Okay, and the second one. Establish yourself somewhere. 
establish yourself establish yourself establish you know do the research find them just like any other business find your competitors see yes. what everybody else is doing yeah because as you and were be, saying and, and understand the pricing system in mexico okay uh, because as you were it's saying in pesos it's in pesos typically when you're selling something you're selling it with taxes included it's like in the states when you go in a grocery store and you buy an apple it's a certain price and then when you get to the register it's a price plus tax yes whereas here when you buy an apple if it's 30 pesos it's 30 pesos yes to be honest i prefer my system mexico oh i know i've had a lot of friends come with me to us and they're like they go to the grocery store and they're like oh wow these are cheap and then they go oh wait you didn't pay the tax as you're going yeah. out the door <laughs> okay And the third tip. The third tip? Oh, what would be the third tip? Prepare for everything. Prepare for everything. Prepare and and be ready for a culture that's manana. Manana. Oh, we are talking about that. Okay, yes, we in Mexico here in Mexico maybe because we have a relaxed uh, sti yes, it's lifestyle. A, it's a very relaxed culture and lifestyle. Yes, it's not as uh, as stressful as the Yeah, don't put one. yourself don't put yourself in a situation where y you need it done now. No, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. You can get it done. There's there's plenty that you can get it done, but Just don't put yourself in that position. Yeah, it, this is a way of thinking, let's say, cultural thinking, right? Correct. And, okay, we have these three tips, and that's pretty much, Ken. We have an amazing episode this time, right? Don't you think so? I think so. You think so? I'm, I'm not the host, though. I'm not controlling. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. We have control of everything. So let's say this time we have the ring bell. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, because... Uh, The promotional bell. The promotional bell. Thank you. The promotional bell. So today I'm going to help all the people with this promotion. Please give me some promotion. <laughs> I need some promotion. Here, I'm going to give you the promotion. Thank you, Ken. I'm the CEO. We're going to do hashtag CEO. That's easy. Hashtag CEO. Just to be clear, that's C-E-O. Oh, okay. Thank you. Very difficult. Perfect. And what are you going to what are you going to people get from this? Um, if you've made it this far in the show, I'm going to give you a 20% additional discount. That's this is a long episode. Yes, it is. Yes, it, but this was fun. I had fun with you, Ken. Thank you. Hosting this this episode. Awesome. Maybe I will try it in, in some other. Uh, well, you're doing it tomorrow. So <laughs> this is a. This is this was. A, We're going to be doing our first Spanglish episode. This is going to be fun. Yeah, and we're going to be drinking a lot more. Yeah. It, I just cracked it open and prepared it for tomorrow. Perfect. That's amazing. And we are going to need that just to relax and to be more easy right in front of a microphone, right? Correct. So that was pretty much. Thank you, Ken, for all the experience that we you share with thank us. Thank you, Javier. And thank you, everybody out there. We look forward to seeing you soon. And... Don't forget to ask to come on the podcast. Yeah. Hey, Ken, do you have some uh, social media where people can? Oh, it, the, the social. All my socials are in the in the podcast in the uh, 
in the notes. Oh, so you'll see them. Okay, because you're the CEO, right? Because I'm the CEO. Okay, great. So, <laughs> see you next time. Thank you for being here. Bye bye. Bye bye. Love. bye, -bye.